Money FM 89.3. Best of the evening runway. China Perspective. Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon. It is the evening runways. Time now to take a look at headlines coming out from China. China's President Xi Jinping meeting Australian Prime Minister Anthony Albanese in Beijing to Mr. Xi holding talks over video with the German Chancellor Olaf Scholz. Let's uh, get some analysis and implications of what this means. Dr. O. A. Sun, Senior Fellow, Singapore Institute of International Affairs, is on the line with me. Dr. O, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Speaking to all of you from China itself in Shenzhen. You are like a real-life correspondent on the ground itself. (laughs) And the big talking point has to be the Chinese president meeting the Australian Prime Minister in Beijing. Mr. Albanese, on his maiden visit to China from November 4th to today, this is the first visit by an Australian leader since 2016. How have the dynamics between the two countries changed over the past few years? Well, I think on the one hand, you know, from the Australian perspective, they would need to export a lot of their resources, right? Ranging from meat to uh, wine and various other goodies that Australia usually offers. And, well, because of the not-so-cordial relationship over the past few years, especially during the pandemic, well, China has indeed set up some, shall we say, non-tariff barriers Mm. against these uh, imports. On the other hand, from the China side, of course, uh, in addition to all these goodies, all the wines and meat and so on, and cheeses, the China is also very interested in Australia's coal and steel. I mean, yeah. well, not steel, iron ore. Yeah. So, well, they sort of make good with each other to a certain extent, to the extent that, well, the Australian Prime Minister is now visiting China, which was a great breakthrough uh, for both sides, yeah. They're not complete friends. I suppose we can call them frenemies in that sense. <laughs> oh, well, indeed, because Australia is still a very strategic yeah. ally yeah. of the United States. And that, of course, it's not to uh, China's liking. Yeah. You know, with all these uh, so-called orcas, with Australia building nuclear-powered uh, submarines and mm. so on. Yes. But, well, sometimes you need to be realistic in international relations. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. It's a global climate that we have. I suppose then, Dr. O, what were some of the highlights of this visit? What stood out for you? Well, Mr. Albanese actually landed first not in Beijing, but in Shanghai, where there was this, uh, well, there is this so-called China import fair of China showcasing to the world what it can, instead of exporting, but what it can import from the rest of the world. And Australia, as we said just now, Mm. is, of course, very eager to push all its uh, goodies and its iron ores and, and so on. So, number one, he visited that. And number two, of course, the other highlight was some meetings uh, with President Xi. Mm. Although we have yet to heard of any, frankly speaking, concrete details out of it, like how many you know deals they concluded and so on. Yeah, yeah. But that's very typical of Chinese government in that it's very strategic in terms of the information as well. But what's interesting is Mr. Xi has said that China and Australia can become trusting partners moving forward. Now, we know China needs Australia, vice versa. Is trusting a word I would use? I feel it's more strategic than trusting. Yeah, I would tend to uh, agree. I think it's just a diplomatic nicety <laughs> to, to say so. And when Prime Minister Albanese visited uh, the White House not so long ago, 
think uh, the advice given by President Biden was something like trust but verify, right? Yeah. yeah, you sort of trust, but you need to verify. So, yeah, I think going forward, it's still a relationship very much built on, shall we say, needs, mutual needs. Okay, yeah. okay. Another uh, country that uh, China is looking at to deal with the mutual needs is President Xi and German Chancellor Olaf Scholz holding talks over video. The European Union is trying to, subdu- to reduce its dependence on China. That's one point. But why did Mr. C and Mr. Schultz end up having this meeting over video? What's the backstory here? Well, Germany, perhaps even much more than Australia, has a very large presence in China. In uh, Shanghai, for example, I think there are a lot of German factories building anything from cars to uh, pharmaceuticals and so on. So despite the rhetorics of uh, cutting off, decoupling away from China and so on, I think uh, at least the German business community, I think they are still somewhat eager to maintain somewhat of a presence in and with uh, China. And thereby, well, the German chancellor will still need to be in contact with his uh, China counterparts here. So is it like trying to get Germany to somewhat be a voice for China within the European Union? Well, Germany is the largest economy in the European Union. You might recall last year, for example, China has a similar charm offensive with the French president. Okay. Uh, you know, I mean, bringing the French presidents to uh, some sort of a garden tour and, yeah. and, and so on. Yeah. And of course, China would uh, would try to uh, also befriend Germany or at least maintain the relationship such that if they could, in a sense, take care of these two largest economies in the European Union, then the rest hopefully from China perspective would follow suit. Yeah. Mm, yeah, given what happened with Italy's withdrawing from uh, China's Belt and Road Initiative, you can understand why they weren't invited to this. Do you think, Dr. Owen, and this is really an opinion question, uh, do you think that China's relationship with Russia is, I, I know China has made a stance, but is it somewhat, I don't know, like some kind of a liability to China's relationship with the EU? Well, somewhat, of course, it's a liability in terms of China's relationship with the EU as well as with the United States. But, uh, well, sometimes it, it's a very complicated chess game. Mm-hmm. You need to uh, indeed keep something up your sleeves and, and so on. You could not just uh, lay bare your, your, your moves. I, I think China would still consider Russia to be somewhat of a strategic ally. Okay. If ever there, there's a confrontation with the West, of course, you need to have powerful allies such as Russia, despite you know various ramifications and misgivings. Yeah. Okay, that brings us to one of the main talking points, Dr. O. Will President Xi meet up with U.S. President Joe Biden at the Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation Forum? Before that, U.S. Treasury uh, Secretary... Janet Yellen is set to meet her Chinese counterpart, that's Chinese Vice Premier He Li Feng in San Francisco this week. Can we take that as a sign that the two bigger leaders, the two bosses, are going to eventually meet up later this month? Oh yeah, I think it's inevitable that they are going to meet up because, you know, C 
see coming to San Francisco and not meet up with uh, Biden, uh, it's very strange, right, number yeah. one. And number two, if all this Wang Yi visiting U.S. and Janet Yellen meeting her counterparts and so on, these are basically preparatory meetings for mm-hmm. the summit. So, yeah, I think they are meeting. It's just that I think that now the sticking, well, not so much sticking points. Now they need to work hard towards uh, agreeing on the agenda, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, like, what are the items to be discussed? And if there's any deal, what kind of deal is to be concluded and so on? I think that's what they are working hard towards yeah fair point you know if you follow chinese politics and and the way they i mean even from from the dynasties right it's all about preparedness and knowing the cards that you hold the thing is china's been going through a bit of an economic slowdown are they perhaps a bit more cautious leading into this meeting well they number one yes uh, they have to be a bit more cautious but uh, they at the same time they also need to be very daring because okay. if you were to resuscitate uh, your economy you need to do something quite drastic right right you need to uh, for example open up perhaps another sector of your economy for foreign investments and so on hopefully that could you know help jump start mm. your economy mm. yeah fair point fair point okay uh-huh. I have been speaking with Dr. O. A. Sun, Senior Fellow, Singapore Institute of International Affairs. As always, Dr. O, I appreciate your time. Take care and have a great Tuesday evening. Well, thank to all of you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.